You're listening to the Application Insider Podcast. Welcome dietetic students. Here you will find all sorts of tips and guidance to help you navigate the dietetic internship application experience. I am your dietetic internship application guide, sharing insights to bridge the unnecessary gaps in this crucial step in your dietetics career. Together, we can get you all the information you need to create an application that will stand out in all the right ways. Hello, and welcome to episode 42 of the Application Insider Podcast. I'm your host, Nicole Vance, the founder, CEO, and dietetic internship application guide here at Application Insider. In today's episode, I'm talking about preceptors and a lot of what goes into finding preceptors, which some students have to do depending on the programs they are applying to. This topic recently came up on two different online platforms that I'm part of. First, on the in-depth listserv, a DI director who runs a distance program posted that many of her interns were unable to find preceptors because so many hospitals were under contract to take interns only from local internship programs. Then someone posted on a Facebook group in response to some other posts she had seen from students who were struggling to find preceptors. And this person was just reiterating the fact that she had seen so many posts and she wanted to start finding a solution to the preceptor situation. I think this is a really important topic for several reasons. Obviously, preceptors are a necessity for dietetic internships, whether the preceptors are organized by students or by programs. We simply cannot have internships without preceptors. There also has been a pretty big increase in the number of distance internship programs, which are the type of program most likely to require students to find and arrange their own preceptors. Finally, finding preceptors is a big task that students take on while they're working on an already pretty big application and internship experience. Ideally, resources and guidance are available for students who choose that route for their dietetics education. Now, overall, this is a very nuanced topic and multifaceted conversation. I want to be part of this conversation, I want to facilitate this conversation, and I want to help find solutions to the issues that are addressed in these conversations. I think it starts with understanding the parties that are involved and what their needs and their goals are. That's what I'm covering today in this episode, but since this topic is so big and has so many different elements to it, preceptors and the search for preceptors and the different types of programs and what they require of their applicants, all of those different facets, I'm pretty sure this topic will come up again in future episodes of the Application Insider Podcast. In those future episodes, I'll be able to hit a little more on the topic of preceptors from another angle, including more tips to help you find and locate them if that is part of your dietetics journey. But today I wanna talk about the three big players that come into this. The preceptors and facilities, the DI programs, and the students and interns. All of these different perspectives are important and valuable, and they contribute equally to the current situation. One party is not more or less responsible than the others, and any one party's needs are not more or less important than the others. I also want to give a disclaimer before I even get into things. I was the director of a distance internship with a mix of preceptor setups. For most 
applicants to my program, there was a requirement that those students had to find their own preceptors and they had to have them as part of their application when they submitted in DICUS. On the other hand, we had a very small subset of students that met very specific criteria and for those students, their preceptors were arranged for them by the program. And by the program, I mean I actually did a lot of those arrangements as opposed to other faculty members who worked primarily with students who set up their own rotations. So for a very small group of students, I actually created their rotation schedules and found their preceptors for them. Now this mix of preceptor setups, both by the program and by the student, is not necessarily the case for every distance internship, but that is where my own background is on this topic. I've been involved with students who found their own preceptors, and I have set up preceptors for students. So I've seen both of those approaches. But let's get into these three perspectives that go into this situation. Let's start with preceptors and facilities. And I'm talking about these as one perspective. I'm combining the preceptor, which is the actual individual RD or non-RD who is providing the supervised practice for the student, and the facility, which is the company or organization that the preceptor works for. The preceptors or facilities' number one concern is likely always going to be their own patients or clientele, and that's appropriate they get to make the decision of what is in the best interest for their patients and clientele, and then moving up their chain of priorities in the best interest of their own company or, or organization. Many facilities are happy to offer training, education, and support to students and interns of all sorts, but they do have to keep in mind a lot of things in order to do so. For example, how will it affect their workload? What does it mean for liability? What does it mean for the clients and patients they're working with? Can they provide a good, effective, supportive, educational experience for that student or intern? What else is going on that might impact their availability to take interns, whether it's a fluctuating circumstance or a standard circumstance? Will they have support they need from the program to offer the experience that the intern needs? Those are just a few questions. There are obviously more that go into that decision, but those are some of the things that a preceptor or facility are likely to have in mind when they are deciding whether or not to take interns, when to take interns, how many interns to take, and all of the other things that go into that decision. Being a preceptor actually adds a lot to that preceptor's workload. In many cases, their patient load or whatever assigned tasks or responsibilities they have don't change just because they have an intern with them. So they need to do everything they would be doing anyway while taking additional time and maybe even slowing things down to make sure that the intern can learn, can see how it's done, can practice it themselves, can ask questions so that the preceptor can check their work and everything else that goes into the supervised practice experience. There also might be fluctuating situations where having an intern simply won't be a good idea. Preceptors can cancel rotations for a variety of reasons, and they can do this whether they were arranged by the student or by the program. Many years when I was a director and I was setting up rotations, a facility would have to change the number of students they took. I might be expecting them to take 
you know, the same number of interns they took the previous year, but they might have to take less than that, maybe half as many, or maybe cancel altogether, simply because something else was going on that needed their full attention. An example is something like if the hospital was getting a whole new electronic medical record system or their EMR, that's a really big change that happens system-wide and it's pretty much guaranteed to bring bugs that need working out. They need to train staff on how to use the system. They need to be available for if it crashes or if they learn that it's not working as it should or whatever else goes into taking on a whole new system. That can be a really stressful situation for a preceptor and having an intern there on top of that could be way more than they want to have on their shoulders for that time. And I can tell you that happened several years while I was arranging preceptors for students that a hospital was taking on a whole new system and they simply couldn't take interns at the same rate or the same times that they had the previous year or they had to cancel altogether. And that had to go into my planning system as I put rotations together. Another thing that facilities might choose is exactly the question that came up on NDEP, which is to have a contract that they'll take interns only from one specific program. If a facility chooses to have this as their case, it's likely to be a program that is local to the, to the facility. Now, why might a program do this? Why might they choose to have an exclusionary contract with only one specific program? It might be in the best interest of their staff to know exactly what to expect as far as what the rotation looks like and what the interns will need to do. Even though every dietetic internship has to meet the same competencies, they can do so in a variety of ways. A preceptor or a facility could choose to contract with just one program so they know exactly what the rotation will look like, rather than having interns with different rotation lengths and different assignments and different expectations as far as what they need to do while they're in that specific rotation. When preceptors take interns from different programs, the preceptor also has to learn and relearn what all the programs are looking for, and that might be more than they want to get involved in. Another benefit they might see from having an exclusive contract is it can give them a pretty good idea of the readiness of the interns they will get for the rotation they offer. And that's more likely to happen if they get interns from the same program. They will know that those interns have gone through the same orientation. Maybe they do all of their rotations in the same order, so by the time they get to whatever rotation this facility offers, they have a pretty good idea of what those interns have experienced in their previous rotations. That might be something that the preceptor or the facility prefers simply to set them up for success and also to set up the intern for success. One of the comments that came up in the conversation about preceptors on NDEP on the listserv that I'm on was just a question of, could Ascend make it a program standard saying that accredited programs could not set up exclusive contracts with facilities. That was the question that the person asked. In my opinion, when I was thinking about what that might look like if something like that were put into place, my concern is that that might actually have the opposite effect. And instead of opening up spots for interns from all types of programs, it could actually decrease internship spots overall. If a facility 
has an exclusive contract with a program, they are probably doing so by their preference. They prefer to know what to expect. They prefer to work just with that program and provide opportunities for those students, for that rotation length, for the assignments and expectations they know are coming from that program. And if the option for an exclusive contract was removed because Ascend said programs cannot have exclusive contracts anymore, that could open up spots for all types of programs, but it could also lead the facility or the preceptor to decide, you know what, I'm just that's too much variability for me. That's too much burden on me as the preceptor to figure out all the different programs and to arrange the schedules with all the different types of interns from different programs that they're coming from. And they could choose just not to take interns at all. So that is just my opinion. Who knows what will happen if that would ever come to be. I don't know if that was actually proposed to Ascend, but um, I can see it going both ways. So that's one thing to keep in mind. The exclusive contract might actually be providing more spots because facilities become more comfortable by knowing exactly what to expect when they set up that exclusive contract with a specific program. Although I know that that also makes it really hard to find preceptors in lots of areas where many facilities do have exclusive contracts and it limits options for students who are trying to set up their preceptors themselves. Overall, one thing to keep in mind is that your preceptors and your facilities want to make sure you'll not only have a good experience, like a positive experience, they also want to make sure you will get the actual practical hands-on experience that you are there for. That's why you're in an internship, to get good practical experience. A big part of them being able to feel confident providing that for interns is to have a good understanding of what the program expects of them and how they can make that happen. So one reason facilities contract with certain programs is because that way they can always know what to expect. They can have a relationship and someone to contact if needed. They might not have that same opportunity or that same situation might not happen with a distance program. Now, that's not to say that they could never have a relationship or someone to contact with a distance program if they do decide to take distance interns. But because of that distance factor, there is just some uncertainty if they'll be able to get the support they need to be effective preceptors and to have a good and positive experience themselves. And that brings us to the next perspective, which is the distance dietetic internship programs. One of the elements that came up several times in these conversations I saw online was actually the validity of programs that leave such a big step of the internship to be taken care of by the student. Now, let me just say, rest assured that these distance programs are accredited by Ascend, including the part where the students who want to get into that program or who match to those programs have to arrange their own preceptors. That is something that Ascend knows about. It is an element they have included in their accreditation of distance dietetic internships. I mean, distance programs are not a terrible thing. They are just one option for students. Let's think about the first distance internship that opened. I have no idea which program it was, but it was created to fill a hole. Before distance internships became an option, there were just less choices for students as far as internships they could apply to and where they could complete their supervised practice. 
there are many students who without distance internships would have to relocate to the area of an, a face-to-face -face internship and that simply might not be a good fit for them. So the distance internship option created a way for students to go through an internship without moving, without relocating, without having to get themselves to the program. It gave them an option to bring the program to them. I'm sure it was quite revolutionary at the time. Of course, since the very first distance dietetic internship program came to be, a lot more distance programs have been created and they have just definitely increased in number overall. When I started working at the Utah State University Dietetic Internship in 2013, we took 60 students and we were the second largest dietetic internship in the entire country, distance or otherwise. The largest internship in the country was also a distance program and they actually took double that many students. So they had a really good lead on us as far as enrollment numbers. However, when I left that internship six years later, we were no longer the second largest internship and we were not even the second largest distance internship. There had been that much growth in that time. I don't know how many distance DIs were running in 2013 compared to how many are available now, but right before recording this episode, when I looked on the accredited programs directory, I searched for dietetic internships that offer distance education. Those are the only two criteria I put in and that brought up three pages of results. So again, I don't know how many results were available in 2013 or before that even, but right now there are three pages of distance dietetic internships. But we have to look at the whole picture. More distance programs being available does not mean they are a good fit for everyone. Maybe the maximum benefit that distance dietetic internship programs can offer has been reached. Like maybe we're there, who knows? On the program side of things, it's much easier for a local face-to-face -face program to set up rotation schedules on students' behalf than it is for a distance program. As a director, I was based in Salt Lake City, Utah. Every year, we had students across the entire country. And there is absolutely no way I could have set up rotations for someone in Hawaii or Pennsylvania from my desk in Salt Lake City let alone being able to do that for all 60 students in my program when they were across like 35 to 45 states every year. I simply, it, it's, it's an impossible task for someone to set up rotations for every student in every location if that's how the program is set up. Keep in mind that even for local programs who can set up their preceptors, it can still be difficult to find placements without expanding their circle. Just because a student is in a program that's based in a certain city doesn't mean that that student will never have to drive a little further outside the city for some rotations. I mean, that's definitely the case for many face-to-face -face programs. Even they max out the spots that are within their immediate, immediate vicinity and they have to look uh, wider uh, diameters and wider areas to get placements for all of their interns in the settings that they need experience in. However, what I would hope is the case for all distance programs is that they have a way to support both preceptors and students who are trying to make those arrangements. 
That is one of the concerns that facilities might have after all, wondering what support they'll have from a program that's located in a completely different state. One thing that a preceptor mentioned in this conversation I was seeing on Facebook was that she could meet face-to-face -face with local DI directors regularly, but in her experience with distance programs that she had taken interns for, she never met with the DI director or anyone else from that program. Now, in my opinion, that is evidence of a program shortcoming. In my distance program, we had a voice or a video call with both interns and preceptors when they were getting ready for a new rotation. We had these calls for to address these exact concerns that preceptors have, to make sure they felt comfortable with the rotation, to make sure they understood exactly what we expected, to make sure they knew these are the assignments that the intern will be completing, these are the competencies that they will need to address, this is the experience we want you to help them get, this is what the preceptor does, this is what the intern does, and this is what the faculty member at the DI does to make sure this is a good experience for everyone. We were very conscious about making that effort to connect and show our support for our preceptors no matter where they were. And thank goodness for technology that we could do that with video calls, with phone calls, email, all of that. And actually, before I started working there, um, USU DI faculty actually flew all over the country to meet their preceptors in person. However, that was also when they took far less than 60 interns. Otherwise, they would just be living on travel plans. So anyway, all this to say that if that support for preceptors is a concern, if they're wondering how involved will the program be, it will vary. And that is something I would actually encourage students and preceptors to inquire about rather than making an assumption. I've said this before and I will say it again. A conversation is always better than an assumption. So if as a distance intern, you are hearing from preceptors, they've never worked with a distance program before, or you yourself are wondering, how is the program going to support me in my search for preceptors? That is a question you can ask. And that brings us right to the third perspective, which is you, the student or intern who is finding preceptors. Like I just said, my first piece of advice for you, if you are looking for a preceptors, or if you think that a distance program will be a good fit for you, is to find out what support the program provides for you to accomplish that task. There are some general tips for finding preceptors and making that happen. Things like start early and keep at it and make sure you network and expand your area, see if you can drive further or something like that. But if those tips are all the program is able to give you, then that could become a deciding factor of whether or not you want to apply there. I just gave you those tips. If those are the only tips you're gonna get from a program, I mean, you just got it for free from a podcast. So that could, that could give you information about how it would be to um, be in that program as an intern. On the flip side, some distance programs offer a lot of support. Some of them actually do have contracts with their own distance facilities. Programs like Aramark and Sodexo fall into this category where they can help you, um, uh, they can assign for you certain rotations in your area because they've got those facilities all over the place. 
Other programs might be able to give you a database of preceptors that you can reach out to, or they have other ways of helping you connect with preceptors that they have worked with before. But you need to ask the program what they provide as far as that support. And I really encourage you to do it before you apply, even if they don't require you to find preceptors until after you match. Finding preceptors is not a tiny task. I don't think I need to tell that to anyone. People know it's a pretty big deal. But how difficult the task is depends on everything from where you are looking, like literally which city or which geographical area you are looking in, to all of the fluctuating elements that go into the facility's choice of whether or not to take interns. If you are left completely on your own to do this task, even if you knew beforehand that when you applied to a distance internship, you quote, signed up for this, falling into those obstacles and those gaps can be incredibly frustrating. So if you are considering a distance program, get that information about their support. And I would suggest you ask some of these questions. Are preceptors required with my application or after I match? What support do you provide for applicants or interns to find preceptors in their area? What happens if one of these things happens? Like a preceptor says they cannot take me until after I match, or a preceptor cancels right before I submit my application, or a preceptor cancels during my internship. And what support do you have for preceptors, especially if they've never taken an intern from a distance program before? Those are some great questions to ask to find out more about how the distance program supports both you, the intern, and the preceptor in making sure this is a good experience for everyone. One student's comment in Facebook mentioned the frustration of paying for an internship and still being required to find their own preceptors. A response to that that someone else made was just asking the question, what are programs doing if students are paying for the internship but still have to take on this huge task themselves? That can be another good question to ask a director. It goes right along with support for the intern, both in finding preceptors and as they go through their rotations. Although I can also tell you that running an internship is a lot more than just finding preceptors. So even if that is a task that the intern takes on, the program director and supporting staff and faculty and everything like that still have a lot going on on their end. But that's also a very valid question that you can definitely include as part of your program research. I also saw many comments in these conversations showing some pretty valid disappointment in, in available resources. Some programs provide nothing more than good vibes and, you know, crossed fingers. Others have limited info but can provide you with something. There is an Academy Preceptor database, and that sounds really nice. I will also tell you that you actually need to be an Academy member to access it. And I don't know what the schedule or the process is for making sure that the information in that database is up to date. What I can tell you is I am an Academy member, and if you want me to get what information I can from that database, just send me an email at nicole at applicationinsider.co or a DM on Instagram at applicationinsider. In order to share any database information with you, I just need to know what rotation you're looking for and your zip code. And then I can send you a screenshot of what the database looks like. 
It will give you some information to help you get in contact with preceptors and just give you a starting place of where to look if you want to see what that database has to offer for your area. Another really important thing to keep in mind is that deciding on where to apply distance program, face-to-face -face program, all the other elements that programs have to offer is ultimately a balance of pros and cons. A distance program offers elements that a face-to-face -face program does not, and vice versa. You get to assign the label of a pro or a con for any varying element as it applies to your own situation. At the same time, it's still good to know about the situation that you're going into, that finding preceptors, if that is part of your dietetic internship application experience, it does take time. And it's good to know ahead of time what some of the obstacles you might come across could be. That brings us to my last section of this episode, which is, is there a solution to this preceptor situation? Let me start off by saying I very much appreciate the students, the preceptors, the program directors, etc. all the people who are starting these conversations. They bring to light that what were once solutions, a distance internship, creating opportunities, and exclusive program facility contracts, ensuring spots for face-to-face -face programs, both of those were created as solutions to problems that were being faced, but they could now be contributing to problems that need our attention at this time. I'm sure it's not new to anyone out there that there are flaws in the dietetics education system. Part of your decision is which flaws you want to face on your journey. Distance programs came into existence to fill a gap. It seems more and more likely that new gaps are showing up as a result, as a domino effect to that creation of distance programs. And likewise, program facility exclusive contracts were created to fill a gap, to answer a question, to make something easier at the time. And a domino effect of that is part of the reason we're in the situation now. And I know that it sucks to feel like the students who have to find the preceptors are the only ones that have to navigate this whole process. The burden is heavy, and I'm sorry that it seems to show up on that party most often. But as I said at the top of the episode, no one party is more important than the others, and no one party is more responsible than the others for where we are today. I aim to be part of creating a solution to fill these current gaps and start addressing these domino effects from things that were working in the past but are not working in the same way or to the same effect now. I acknowledge that this will take time and you need to acknowledge that too. Preceptors are not a concern only for distance internships. Face-to-face -face programs are just as likely to have any of those same concerns come up. Cancellations, delayed rotations, shortages of spots and supervised experience um, availability, long commutes, you know, all, all of those things are just as likely to come up in a face-to-face -face program. Another part of this whole topic is that so many different types of facilities and organizations are part of this current situation. They're all involved. And on the dietetics side of things, our collective power that is given to dietetics education programs 
is limited in its reach. We cannot demand that all dietitians in the workforce take interns. We cannot demand that every facility take one intern per every 25 beds. We cannot put standards in place unless they are within our scope of enforcement. And when I say we, it, I'm referring to like a, a collective of Ascend and program directors and people who want to address this problem and all of that, like that, that we includes a lot of different people. I do have ideas and I've got, you know, a, a pretty long stretch of a potential final product in mind, but it will be a big undertaking and it will take a lot of time. But I'm telling you now, I am going to keep at it and I'm going to keep you in the loop with my progress and how you can help by sharing your experience and how and when anything is available to help dietetic students who are facing this situation in their dietetics education pathway. For now, this is what I would love. I would love to hear more about your own experience finding preceptors. Please email me at nicole at applicationinsider.co or send me a DM on Instagram at applicationinsider with any details you want to share any details at all. Tell me which program you are applying to or that you are in that you have to find preceptors for. Tell me if you have to find them with your application or after you match. Tell me which geographical areas or cities that you've been looking in and which ones have been more or less difficult. Tell me which rotation type is more or less difficult to find. Tell me what resources and tools you have that you either found on your own or that were given to you. Tell me whether or not they were helpful. Tell me what tools or resources you thought would be available and just weren't. Or tell me what tools or resources you wish were available for students going through this process. And, and tell me anything else you can think of that has been part of your experience. I really, really do want to hear it all because hearing from you can help me contribute to the solution as I learn more and as I bring more people into really collaborating and working collectively on moving forward with this situation. Your action step for this episode. If you are in a pre-application situation, you're still deciding where to apply, putting your application together, do your program research. Really look into your options. Run the pros and cons of both a distance and a face-to-face -face program in your own situation. And then whatever your choice, whatever is the good fit for you, Dive deep into what they offer. Ask those questions if you do have to find preceptors. Find out how the program supports both students who are looking for preceptors and preceptors themselves. You can certainly also ask that even if you don't have to find your preceptors, you can still ask how the program supports the preceptors they've been working with for years and years and years. Also, as I said, please let me know about your preceptor finding experience literally any details you have to share, I want to hear. That is the best way for me to understand the situation the students are going through. You are in the position of where the rubber hits the road. That's where the solution needs to be implemented. And so you are the people that I want to hear from. And then with that information, we can figure out potentially how to address those gaps to make them easier to navigate. And with this insider insight, your application is sure to stand out. 
Thank you for listening. More details about this episode, including the full show notes, useful links, and a detailed summary are at applicationinsider.co slash podcast. You can find more application tips and guidance at applicationinsider.co or follow along on Instagram at applicationinsider. Please rate and review the Application Insider podcast to help other dietetic students find it. Be sure to subscribe to catch every episode.